Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast. I think we have, or I think I have, over-exercised the discussions of the Northman. The discussions of Eric Northman. <laughs> like I said, some, some people that I know hated the movie. I love them dearly. I understand. It, it's not a movie for everybody. I loved the movie. It's kind of like There Will Be Blood. I've talked about this before. How years ago, I saw There Will Be Blood twice in the theater. And, and I was like a kid in a candy store. The first time I saw it, I saw it with my cousin. And we're both into film. And we both thought it was hilarious. Because there, there are moments in There Will Be Blood where Daniel Day-Lewis just takes it there. He takes it there and he doesn't give a shit. And he fit and he has the last say in the film. He basically does. And the hunger and the greed and, and the oil. I mean, th- these are this is about blood and oil. Alright. And and how he would walk over his own son, and he does at one point, to get to where he needs to go. And so I remember <laughs> maybe a month later. Someone who remained nameless wanted to see There Will Be Blood. And I kind of figured out, I thought, oh, they see blood in the title. They either think it's about boxing or they think it's about maybe war. Okay. So we go to see There Will Be Blood. They fell asleep. And I just kind of looked and I didn't bother to wake them because I thought, oh, Obviously, you thought it was something else. You didn't like it. That's fine with me. And then they woke up toward the end of the film. And I'm just sitting there grinning, thinking, oh, yeah, I just got to see it a second time, you suckers. So that 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 really is the whole crux of the thing. So there are certain films that not everyone gets. And I understand that there will be blood. That's one of them for me. I love there will be blood. But the nerd in me is like, oh, because it's beautifully photographed. And I know you're like, what do you mean? Cinematography. The same could be said about the Northman. I'm almost done talking about the Northman. I loved it. It was violent, though. There's some beheadings. There's a lot of shit going down. Great cast, though. I mean, you've got Ethan Hawke, Nicole Kidman, Alexander Skarsgård. Hello. A Swede, he's a Swede playing a Viking. So, and he knows a thing or two about Vikings. Um, I'm trying to think who else was in the film. Bjork, I love Bjork. Bjork doesn't get to act a lot. When we think of Bjork, she's the singer. B- Bjork is very, Bjork to me is very um, mysterious. And I like that. I like that we don't know a lot about her. I feel that with certain artists that overshare like Bob Dylan Bob Dylan learned early on that the press wanted to just mess with him so he would just give them whatever they wanted so half the time they thought he was a lunatic they thought he was drunk and I love that because Bob Dylan has a form of amenity that nobody can touch and, pe- and people like to go after him and, and oh he sounds like this or they, they're always trying to figure him out 
but I love that he only he knows the difference between Robert Zimmerman and Bob Dylan same could be said about Bjork Bjork is this Icelandic singer very mysterious so when she does a film it's a big deal and the fact that Robert Eggers got her to be in this film like I've said before when I first heard that Robert Eggers was going to do The Northman I thought oh great he's going to do a film about Vikings because I had seen um, The Lighthouse I went by myself because some people that I know thought it was going to be a horror film or they thought it was going to be too psychological for them I went and saw The Lighthouse and I loved it and, it, and there's only two actors in The Lighthouse besides the seagulls You've got Wilhelm Defoe, and you've got uh, Robert Pattinson, and then you have a woman playing the mermaid. So there's there's two major actors, and then there's a supporting. And then you know you've got the witch, which I've never really watched all the way through, and Anna Taylor Joy. Who I mean, come on, come on. So I love that. Robert Eggers got to work with her again in The Northman. And so, but like I said, I, I know some people who loved it and some people who hated it. I think, you know, and we, we talked about this last night on the podcast. How, yeah, it doesn't hurt that you're going to put Alexander Skarsgård in there. Come on. He's tall. He's built. He's a, he really looks like a Viking. He played a Viking in True Blood played a vampire viking okay so it doesn't hurt and Anna taylor joy i mean you've got a good looking cast right there so there are some that went and saw it primarily for that and then there are those of us who went and saw it went ooh, they're gonna do a film about vikings because many times when they do a film about vikings it's misconstrued the same the same could be said about witchcraft there have been many, many films on witchcraft and they misconstrue it and they try to turn it into something stupid and uh, problematic. Um, in, in that aspect, uh, there's the film Even the Craft where it got a lot of shit and there's a character in there where she says true magic is nor black nor white. It's it's loving and and crazy because the world is like that in terms of the polar opposites and the same the same could be said about films certain films you love and certain films you hate there's magic there's mis- there's mystery there's intrigue I felt that with the Northman uh, Robert Eggers really just slapped you around in a good way because he took everything from all the previous films he had done and threw them at you. You've got magic. You've got intrigue. You've got Vikings. You've got revenge. Anytime you're doing a film about revenge. Come on. Remember. Take the guns. Leave the cannolis. Or no. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. You want to talk about revenge right there. Alright. Or how in The Godfather 2. What does Vito Corleone go? He he finally gets his revenge on that Don that killed his whole family, and he and he basically guts him. Yeah, 
So the Northman it plays upon this 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 rage just at this volcanic and it doesn't hurt that there's a volcano in the Northman. This volcanic rage that really ignites the film and but yeah I, I absolutely loved it and like I said I can't stop talking about it it kind of reminded me when I saw The Seventh Seal directed by Igmar Bergman The Seventh Seal has a look and a feel to it that is unlike any film it, it doesn't if, if you were to just watch that film of Igmar Bergman's you would totally understand Igmar Bergman as a man and as a filmmaker the same could be said if you only watched Fanny and Alexander or if you only watched um, uh, Autumn Sonata there are vignettes and there are moments in Igmar Bergman's films and so and, and also they're very raw they're very very raw and Robert Eggers has that and I, I am such such a fan and I'm so intrigued by Robert Eggers and the, his ability to convey so much in a film and so I thought hey you know what let's um, let's talk about Eggers the filmmaker because he really is fascinating I've always found him fascinating. Oh, see, I knew it. I knew it. See, he talks about how the lighthouse and the witch compare to the Northman. So this is this is an important interview that we need to listen to and um, ignite. such a pleasure to talk to you um there's so much about this film that i i really could spend hours talking about but the one part in particular that i have to talk about is the catch and the rethrow of the spear i know it's literally two seconds but i think it might actually be the coolest thing i've seen in a film in a couple of years i just i wanted so much just to go like really loudly celebrate that tiny moment um, but for yourself, like, how did that come about? Because I know it's it's small, but it is massively attention-grabbing. I should have looked it up um, bef- bef- before I went on the press tour, but it's from a saga. You know, I read it in, 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 in a saga, and I thought, well, that is cool as hell, and I want to see that in a movie. <laughs> you know, and that's, uh, that's it. That's how it that's came it. about. That's it. Okay. You read it, and I, and I put it in. That goes for virtually the whole movie (laughs) (laughs) like it's probably unfair to to make this connection after three movies but between this and the witch and the lighthouse there is something about setting these stories in uh, isolated barren lands where people are kind of left off to themselves and there's a sense of mysticism about them all but 
what is it about that particular setting that you feel you might be drawn towards? Uh, yeah, I, I guess my relationship with nature is like a, a 19th century romantic painter. Like, and I'm in awe of it, and it's uh, there's it, it has the sublime, and it is also more powerful than than man and and full of uh well you know it can kill you (laughs) (laughs) well calling from ireland um there are some spectacularly beautiful shots in this like i've been all over ireland and there's parts where even i was like oh my god that is stunning uh but i do feel i should almost apologize because you had to film this during a time when maybe you didn't get to experience ireland for its at its most fun, let's say, because there was obviously everything else going on in the world at the time. But how was your experience filming uh, the Northman in Ireland? I mean, it was great, but as you know, but it was it's it also sucked too because, um, you know, I got to enjoy Belfast a bit, um, and then uh, but once even even after the lockdown and the film's hiatus, once we got back to it. Uh, everyone had this massive responsibility to not let the film be shut down again. So we, so everyone was just kind of staying in their apartments and hotel rooms. So, so we, yeah, we couldn't really explore. But I was very lucky to see a whole lot of Northern Ireland uh, scouting the film, and and basically we were meant to shoot. Uh, I mean, the the story t- the story <laughs> takes place in Northern Scotland ancient Ukraine and Iceland and Northern Ireland was able to do like most of that but we knew we need there are were some things we had to shoot in Iceland and we were planning on shooting a lot more stuff in Iceland than we actually did uh, because of of COVID related issues and uh, and so that we ended up having to shoot some stuff in regular Ireland as well (laughs) Um, uh, to to, to find like more Icelandic looking landscapes in terms of say say the witch I believe just is just like basic internet reporting was I think a four million budget and the lighthouse I think was 11 and this is uh, reportedly around 90 just from your perspective what was the biggest difference in this production for you uh, compared to the, the smaller movies that you previously uh, given us yeah I mean uh, massive pressure um, you know and 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 responsibility um, I have to I had to make an entertaining movie you know um, I knew when I gave my script to the studio that there was no way I was going to have final cut on this because of the size of it. And that, that was the hardest part just because like, uh, you know, I, 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 I was positive that this was going to be a, a Robert Eggers film. And, and, and I knew that like there in through the process, it was going to be hard to take the notes and interpret them in a way that was true to me and my collaborators and uh you know but but we got there and we delivered the movie that we all wanted to make yeah absolutely like i'm obviously i'm just one man but i will say you absolutely did deliver i thought this was fantastic so congratulations thank you so robert thank you so much for your time today thank you and that's robert egger sitting down with joe point ie an irish um interviewer and so because you know the man himself who constructed this this world and how i felt that the witch the lighthouse 
and the Northman are all connected, that they're almost like a trilogy, trilogy of sorts, with these different um, uh, moments kicked in. Here is Skarsgård and Eggers talking about the Northman. Right here, the commander of this group of Vikings is a woman. You might have seen History Channel's Vikings, which has hordes and hordes of female warriors, which is rewriting history, is not true. There's one grave of a female Viking commander. So we based this character on, on her. But like to think about what this woman must have been like, to have the like ego strength and the command to like be a female commander in this insanely patriarchal society where it's like illegal to like wear the clothes of the opposite gender. She must have been a pretty spectacular person. These flowers, I think are like milkweed. This, this kind of composition is based on an Ivan Shishkin painting, a 19th century Russian painter. Uh, not a lot of allusions to classical art in, in this movie, but here is one, because we were trying to find a way to make this sort of not particularly stunning landscape be a little special, and, and those flowers did something for it. But you'll see that this this scene is all uh, is shot in one long take, and you'll see how it develops into something potentially more interesting. These long ships are very much the size of the kind of long ships that would have been uh, in uh, the, these Eastern European rivers, a little smaller than warships for, for the sea. And here are our berserker warriors, uh, for the most part, in the berserker ship. This is a Robert Eggers movie, so we're not being told everything. <laughs> like, literally everything here on the ship is as historically accurate as it could possibly be. The type of wood, the way it was built, the nails, everything is, is authentic. It's quite a shallow boat, so it, it's surprisingly fast and easy to row. Doing it in sync, not easy. <laughs> And also to, as you see in the beginning of the shot, it's quite an elaborate move. It's on a crane and it comes out and it swoops around and it finds us. And, and also the relationship between the two long ships to time that and get it right while trying to sink the rowing was monumentally. And so that I wanted to play was of uh, Skarsgård and Eggers. And, you know, Alexander Skarsgård is very tall compared to Robert Eggers. Um, describing how they constructed the Northman. And so this is my final uh, talk about the film. I've told people to go watch it. Hey, uh, quite a few liked it, quite a few hated it. So it, that that's usually when you're in good company is when people are split down the middle of what they really think of the film. Um... I've always said that critics make or break a film and that the viewer, the viewer really is the one who, whatever it means to you. And, and there are films that are really bad. I've said this before on the show that one time I had a really bad day and I'll never forget. I watched the movie Tammy, which is a comedy, and I thought it was hilarious. 
but then there are people who hated the movie so see that's the example many examples of where everyone hates it and then at least one or one or five people find some commonality in it and are able to escape and that's the Northman, and that's the brilliance of Robert Eggers who's originally from New Hampshire and uh, the amazing cast of the Northman I mean it was visually stunning story wise it was stunning it was intense you could feel the water you could feel the anger you could feel the volcano everything intertwined and you could feel the madness as he has succumbed to his vengeance he wants a he wants a new life yes and he wants to live a better life but he will not rest until he has his vengeance as always unpleasant dreams